One of the things that has been on my mind a lot lately is wanting to enjoy life more. I'm 28. I think I'm one of few females that has no problem stating her age. So I'm 28. I'm going to be 29 in October. Shout out to my October babies. And when I think about my life so far, I realize that most of my years has been spent either caring too much about what people have to say or worrying too much about other about how other people perceive me and there's no fun in that there's no enjoyment in that another thing is I spent way too much time minding other people's business and when I say that I mean focusing too much about how people were being being successful how far they've reached in life and then comparing their life to mine mind you I wasn't doing the work you know I was looking at other people but I wasn't doing the work which now thinking back on it makes absolutely no sense but doing that I lost a lot of time focusing on the wrong things and another thing too was that instead of focusing on being positive and having a positive outlook on life I used to nitpick at every negative thing that happened and so over time you realize that you just wander through life not really paying attention to what's happening, just focusing on all the unnecessary things. And so in today's session of Note to Self Diaries, I want to sort of remind us, so when I say us, I'm including myself, I want to remind us of one, God actually wants us to enjoy life, and I'll show you that from scripture. Two, enjoyment extends into your career. And when we get to that part of the show, that some of the things I have to share will be interesting. And three, you define what is enjoyment to you. So let's get into it. I'm sure you would agree that life is hard as it is. You know, every turn, every scroll on social media these days, there's some sort of negative news that sometimes, depending on what it is, it just really plays in our mind and sort of dampens our day. But God doesn't want us to consume or over-consume on things that we can't control. It's good to be aware of, of what's happening, yes, I'll give us that. But when we find ourselves becoming too much or paying attention too much to the negative aspects of things, that's when we have to take a step back and turn our attention to something positive. It could be watching funny videos to make you laugh until you cry. It could be enjoying a really good movie, going outside and getting active, going to the beach, which is my personal favorite, or enjoying a really good book. Whatever it is you choose to do, I would encourage you to start now in enjoying life more. Make a more conscious effort to enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy life. He wants us to laugh often. He wants us to be filled with joy. He wants us to enjoy what we do for a living and just 
smile more you know some of us walk around our faces sour and hard because we're we're too consumed with the negativity that's surrounding us and i know it's easier said than done depending on what you're going through personally or you know who you have surrounding you but you have to make a conscious effort to not let the negativity penetrate you so much that it makes you cold it makes you bitter it makes you just unfulfilled and it's right there in Ecclesiastes 5:18 where it says from the good news bible the best thing anyone can do is eat drink and enjoy what he has worked for during the short life god has given him in case there's anyone listening who just happens to think that the christian life is just about going to church going to bible study praying going home I hope that scripture shed some light, shed some new light on your outlook. After you're through with all your holies, and when I say that, I mean after you're through praying, after you're through talking to God, reading your Bible, going to church, you know, the whole nine. After you're done doing all of that, you're still supposed to have some fun. God endorses this message. It's right there in the Bible as I just read. Eat drink well please don't get wasted don't overdo it and enjoy life let's zoom in a bit on the part that says enjoy what you work for a lot of us are guilty including myself of going to work going to church going home going to work going to church going home and occasionally going out with friends or doing something nice for ourselves but Enjoying what we've worked for, for whatever reason, isn't a consistent part of our lifestyle. No, I'm not saying to get buck wild and start spending all your savings on expensive outings or high-priced items, screaming, you only live once. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, you work hard. Only you know the full depth of the sacrifices you've made to get here. Only you know the sacrifices you're still making to get to where you want to be. Enjoyment shouldn't be reserved for birthdays, Christmas, or anniversaries. Enjoyment should be part of your lifestyle. I can hear some of you saying, but Alicia, I don't have no money. How am I supposed to enjoy life with $5? Well, for one, I hear you on that. Because one of the major reasons why I was such a bore and I didn't really do much was because I didn't have the money to. You know how embarrassing it is for your friends to ask you to go out and you have to concoct a reason to not go simply because you don't have money. And because you don't have money, you don't have the clothes or the shoes that you want to wear to go out to feel good, to look good. So you just stay home and you tell them, you know, I'm not really feeling it or I have work to do. You come up with some sort of reason. But the real reason is you just don't have the funds to enjoy going out with them. Been there, didn't like doing that. I'm still working on a few things, but I'm getting there. You can't go out with friends or do something nice for yourself. Then when it's time to pay, you tell the cashier, bless you. Mm -mm, That's not going to work. But if it's more money that you want and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, then ask for it. The Bible says we don't have what we want because we didn't ask for it. And you can find that in James 4 too. How would our parents know 
for example, that we want a new phone or whatever it is that we may desire, unless we ask. Now, you might be saying, well, God is not my parents. God is kind of different because he knows my thoughts. He knows what I'm thinking every single hour of the day, every minute. So if he knows I want something, he should just give it to me. He can. And you're right. He does know everything. He does know your thoughts. He does know what your desires are and what you want. But remember, we're children of God. We're God's kids. So there is a relationship that has been established. And what do children do when they want something from their parents or they want something in general? They either ask mommy or they ask daddy. It's the same with God. God wants us to come and ask So if he's encouraging us to enjoy life and you're saying that your current financial situation doesn't allow for much of that or any of that, depending on where you find yourself, then ask God for more. Ask him for a raise. Ask him for a new job altogether if that's what you truly want. My mentor would throw in, ask for what's believable for you. If an extra $1,000 on your salary is what's believable for you, ask for that. If, if a salary of $5,000 is believable for you, ask for that. Ask God for what you want. Isaiah 43, 26 tells us to put God in remembrance. In other words, remind God of his words to us. So you go to God and you probably say something like, God, in your word, you tell me. To eat, drink, and enjoy what I've worked for. But I can't enjoy what I've worked for because it's not much. I don't have much. And so I'm asking you to increase my salary by X amount. Or you might say, I'm asking you, God, for a new job that pays X amount. Because I do want to enjoy life and I do want to do more for myself. However you may choose to phrase it, I was only given that as a guide or as an example, but however you choose to word it, once you release that prayer to God, your job now is to expect the answer. Expect the increase. Expect the new job. Every day until your prayer is answered, thank God as if you already have it and he will come through for you. I'll share my my bit where it comes to asking God for what you want. Before the job that I have now, I used to work for $1,600 a month, right? And at first, I was okay. You know, I was told that it's part-time. Eventually, it will become a full-time position as more business comes along and stuff like that. And later on, my salary would increase. And given that it, it was so challenging to find a job, especially in the area of my interests, I love media and communication and stuff like that. I said, you know what? Go for it and just put in the work so that you you can do your part to help the business grow, to bring in more business. Because once more business is coming in, you'd be able to get paid more, as they said. Now, at first, the job was exciting. I was interested to learn more. I was interested to grow as a professional. But after a while, a salary of $1,600 started to get to me. Why didn't it get me before? Because when you just get a job, you're just happy to making. You're just happy to be making money. You're happy to not have to starve when nighttime come. You understand? But after a while, it started to get to me, and things were a bit slow. And I found myself feeling 
very dissatisfied, very unhappy with the job. And there'll be days where I would go to work and I just would not feel motivated to do anything, but I would push through. Now, it got frustrating to the point where one day I was at work and mind you, it was a small business. It was relatively new. It was just, I was the only employee at the time. Um, so I was alone in the office as I usually am. And I just started to cry and just pour out to God saying, God, I, I can't do this anymore. Let me, let me break down some maths and maths is not my favorite subject, but let me break down some maths, a salary of $1,600, right? I always tithe, and tithing is the reason why I'm in a better place now. I always tithe. So I, I take out my tithe first. So 10% of $1,600 is $160. Then you have rent. At the time, rent was $1,000. You may be thinking, wait, hold up. If you're making $1,600, right, why on earth are you living in a place for $1,000? Let me explain. Before my mom moved to live overseas, the rent was actually higher. And it was, it's, well, it is because the house still exists, but somebody else is living there, obviously. It is a big house. It's a three-bedroom house. It had a washroom and all of that. And so before my mom left, she encouraged me to talk to the landlord and ask him if he would be willing to drop the rent to something lower to accommodate me staying there. Because at the time, um, it was challenging to find a place to live in enough time for my mom or enough time before my mom moved. So I decided to stay there. Crazy, I know, but hear me out. So rent was $1,000. Then I opted not to keep the cable. I cut that out. I mean, who really watches cable nowadays anyway when they have Netflix and stuff like that? I opted to, to just keep the internet, cut the cable, internet, is $120.75, somewhere there about. So now that leaves roughly about 300 and something dollars for groceries, right? Which is, you know, doable as a single person. You don't have children, anything like that. You should be able to stretch $300, right? Yeah, well, here's the thing. My mom left me her car so I can, you know, go back and forth. At the time, it was a great benefit to be able to take myself to work and come back home and stuff like that. So, you know, roughly, I guess, on the lower end, $40 a week for gas. So now that brings things down even more, right? So then you have a hundred and something dollars left for food to last you a month, right? Two things I learned during that time. One, be very careful of how you talk about people when you're up and they're quote-unquote down, because I, I was the person who would say, oh, I would never shop at Crystal's, da, 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 da. You know, I felt like I was the, yeah, because my mommy does shop at Epicurean and all the other larger supermarkets and stuff like that. And I was very much humbled during that time. God was like, okay, that's how you're looking at people. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to now, this is how you're going to be living. So who had to? find themselves at Christos to stretch that 100 and something dollars for groceries, this black girl. Looking back, I don't regret going through that because one, it taught me to manage my money more. It taught me to be resourceful and it really made me take a step back and just say, you know what? You can't judge people. Don't judge people because you don't know their situation. And then right now too, even 
people who are better off financially are looking for bargains and deals and discounts. So really and truly, just don't do that to people. If you see someone shopping at a place that is not your preferred place to shop, just love them because you don't know their financial situation, right? And even if you do, it's not your place to judge. Secondly, what that situation taught me was to ask for what I want. And I'm saying all of this to bring in my point. I got so frustrated not being able to do anything. I couldn't even go to the movies much or you know, go out with friends because the money just wasn't there to do that, right? So I had enough after a while and I said, God, I don't want to live like this anymore. I, I want to have some sense of enjoyment in my life. So I asked God to bless me with a job that paid a certain amount. And if you remember what I said earlier, there was a day when I was in my office, I was just crying my eyes out because I, I, was, I wasn't satisfied at work. The job wasn't um, interesting anymore or fulfilling, I should say. And not only that, but the salary I was receiving at the time wasn't enough to cover some basic expenses, right? So I went to God and I asked him. Before I got the job that I have now, which allows me to live more comfortably, God had to show me attitudes and mindsets that I have that were blocking me from receiving. You see, you see this thing called pride? God don't like pride. God don't like haughty people. So perhaps one of the reasons why you're not receiving from him is because you have too much of you going on. You're too you're looking down on people, you're judging people, you're talking about people, you think you're better than people because you have this job or you drive this car or you live in this neighborhood or whatever the case may be. But you want more and God wants to give you more, but you're not humble. So in that, before God blessed me with the new job, he, he, he humbled me. He revealed to me these were the attitudes that were holding you back. So if God is saying to you, humble yourself, stop judging people, stop talking down to people, stop looking down on people, move away from these attitudes, move away from this mindset. If God is telling you that, do it because you don't know what it is those attitudes are taking from you or stopping you from receiving right so again i say all of that to say ask for what you want and with the new increase in earnings from the salary raise or the new job you can do more for yourself Going back to the same scripture we started with earlier, which was Ecclesiastes 5.18. But reading from the Message Bible, it says, After looking at the ways things are on earth, here's what I've decided is the best way to live. Take care of yourself, have a good time, and make the most of whatever job you have for as long as God gives you life. Now, the part of that scripture that jumped out at me was the part about making the most of whatever job you have. I took that to mean you're supposed to enjoy the work that you do. God doesn't want you to be happy in one area of your life, but all areas of your life. He doesn't want your home life and your social life to be filled with enjoyment and satisfaction, yet you're constantly miserable at work. I'm going to understand that God is a holistic God. He's not a partial God. He's a God. He's all about balance. 
So that should be motivation for us to go after the jobs and go after the careers that we really want. If it is that we're not already doing work we love. John 16, 24 from the Good News Bible says, Ask and you will receive so that your happiness may be full. Again, we're back to asking. This time, we're asking for satisfying jobs and careers. Some people would want to make us feel bad or make us feel guilty for wanting a more satisfying career life. They would try to paint us as ungrateful by saying things like, why would you want a new job? There's so many people who would kill for the job you have or even have a job, period. And that's true. That is very much true. But we're not focusing on them. They're not our responsibility. If every time we wanted to upgrade our lives in some way, we thought about other people and their wants and how they feel and how they're suffering, we would never move. We would never be happy because instead of focusing on ourselves, we'd be focusing on other people. I just want to remind you that you're not being ungrateful for wanting better. God wants you to have the best. He wants you to enjoy the best. He wants you to be the best. And if enjoyment for you extends to your career, then so be it. If God wanted us to remain unhappy on our jobs, why then would he say, ask so that your joy would be complete? Why would he encourage you to ask for what you want, but leave satisfying careers or jobs out of the mix? That doesn't make any sense. We appreciate the jobs that we have. We appreciate having an income that affords us to take care of ourselves to the best of our ability and our family if we have one. But personal satisfaction in what you do is equally important. God wants you to live a fulfilled and joy-filled life. That goes across the board to all areas of your life. If every time you get up to go to work, you're miserable, you're unhappy, you literally dread it every single day, then that is an indication that your life is off balance. Because as I mentioned earlier, God is a God of balance. You're not supposed to be happy in one area of your life, but miserable in the other. So for those of you who crave career satisfaction, but you've been afraid to ask for it, because you're afraid of what people will say, or you thought for whatever reason that God would have a problem with it, then I hope this is your wake-up call to go after it. And this ties into my next point so beautifully in that you define what enjoyment is. If doing a particular type of work in a particular field is what is going to add to your happiness, do it. Go after it. Don't let other people define what you should and shouldn't do. I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine not too long ago, and we were being really candid about how we allowed people to dictate what we do, not really giving much thought at the time to whether we actually want to do it or not, or if we enjoy doing it. For example... Let's say your definition of fun is going to a quiet spot ever so often or on the weekends just to enjoy the views. You don't, you just sit by yourself with your thoughts and you just enjoy the views. Or you go to that quiet spot to read a book. Or perhaps your definition of fun is instead of partying, you enjoy traveling. To that I say, to each his own. As our faces differ, so do our interests. 
So don't let people shame you for not having fun according to their definition of the word. The whole point of this session is to encourage you to do more of what you love. Go after satisfaction and fulfillment in all areas of your life, not just your social life, but your career life as well, your family life, whatever area you think needs some attention where it comes to happiness and fulfillment, do more of what you love. Spend more time with your family. Make time to spend more time with your family. Spend more time with your significant person if you want to really, you know, keep keep things fresh, keep things going in the relationship. Hang out with your friends more. Do more for yourself. You define fun. Don't let other people define it for you. I came up with a quote some years ago, and until I was preparing this topic, I had actually forgotten about it, honestly speaking. Mind you, it stares at me every time I log in my laptop. But I guess after a while, I just stopped paying attention to it. But the quote says, define what makes you happy and pursue it. And I want to say again that enjoyment should not be limited to birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, or any other special occasion. Enjoyment should be part of your daily life. My mentor gave me this bit of advice once, and I want to share it with you. She said, do something every month for you. Whether that's going to get some ice cream, making plans to catch up with your friends, taking yourself out on a date, binge watching some of your favorite movies on a Saturday night. Do something every single month for you. Something that you really enjoy. And guys, this applies to you too. Do something for you every month. Prioritize you. Prioritize your happiness, your fulfillment. Get yourself acquainted with enjoying life and not just merely existing. As I said earlier, God endorses this, and I share the scripture with you in Ecclesiastes. He encourages it. He says, eat, drink, enjoy. And the best part about it is there's no one definition of fun and enjoyment. You define what that looks like in your life. So what you can control, find enjoyment in it. Everything else, let God take care of it. God is the parent saying, go, go and play, go outside, I'll take care of the house. The house being those things that are above us or beyond our strength and comprehension to control or take care of. So I want to end today's session by leaving this scripture with you, and it is from Proverbs 17.22, and it says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Thank you so much for tuning in to another session of Noticef Diaries. If you haven't already, be sure to follow NTSD on Instagram at Noticef Diaries and also follow the podcast on Facebook at NTS Diaries or just search Noticef Diaries in the Facebook search bar. The replay will be live tomorrow and you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. Until our next session, guys. Take care.